This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. Peter and John. That was something else they couldn't deny. All of a sudden, these uneducated, untrained men, they're looking at them and they're marveling because they're saying, what in the world is this about? A couple of fishermen. These people haven't been to any of the rabbinical schools. They've not been trained in the scriptures. They've not been educated in the law. But they're speaking with boldness and passion. And they realize that they've been with Jesus. We don't have to be the most educated spiritual people in the world to know the gospel message and to proclaim to others what Jesus has done in our lives. Pastor Robert shows us today that what we know matters much less than how we make Jesus part of our lives and how we allow Him to work in and through us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. I remember telling the Lord one time, you know, if only, I mean, if I could have been there when Jesus was doing all this stuff, you know, when he's walking on water and he's healing people and he's, he's giving people new eyes and he's calling Lazarus out of the tomb, you know, I mean, if only I could have seen the miracles, man, I mean, it'd be so much easier to believe and trust you and, and walk with you. And, but you know what the Bible says? That's not true. The Bible says that's not true. The Bible says that faith is an issue of the heart, not the intellect. It's an issue of the will. Jesus, you know, at one point he told a story, kind of cut into the chase. He said, you know, even if somebody came back from the dead, people wouldn't believe. It's an issue of the will and the heart. These men and thousands more like them witnessed this miracle. They saw it happen. Imagine standing there, hearing the bones pop. Hearing everything popping back into place, seeing the muscle grow on the guy's legs. And then all of a sudden, he's jumping to his feet. Oh, my goodness. Imagine witnessing that. Many did and chose not to turn from their lifestyle to Jesus. It's a decision of their will. It's so easy to rationalize away what we know to be true. And that's what took place. That's what often takes place. But you know what? It's difficult when the guy's standing there, you're continually confronted. Every time you see the guy, you're confronted. One of my friends got so mad at me after I became a Christian. I bumped into him one night at 2 o'clock in the morning in a Denny's. And we were big drinking buddies. We'd played ball together in high school. And then, you know, his dad owned like a country and western club, you know, big, huge nightclub that 
couple of thousand people would fit inside the place. And, and we'd go out drinking and smoking dope together and all that kind of stuff. And I bumped into him one night at Denny's. Now, I was with a group of Christian friends because we'd been together that night. And we went for breakfast, and we just happened to be there at the same time that he and his friends were there, and, and they were all drunk. Hey, Robert, what's going on? Come on over here. What have you been doing? I haven't seen you. And I told him, well, you know what? I got saved. I'm a Christian. What? And I won't tell you everything he said because it's a little too colorful. But basically, he said, you've lost your mind. I said, no, no, no. But he didn't want to hear it. He shooed me away. He's like, you know, get, get away from me. Get away. You lost your mind, man. Get away from me. Have anything to do with me. My assistant manager at that time, I was managing a retail store. After a few weeks and the changes that I, I had to start doing things right. I mean, I realized I'm, I'm being convicted by the Lord about some of the things I had done, the little cutting corners here, cheating here, and things like that. And, you know, and she'd been with the company 40 years. And one day there was a particular sales program that we had always cheated on. You just made up numbers, called them in. There's no way for them to verify it and check it. And you just made them up. Everybody did it. I got convicted. I can't do that anymore. And she's like, boss, I, I'm going to call and report our numbers. You know, what do I tell them? I said, tell them zero. Tell them what? I said, tell them zero. I can't tell them zero. I said, well, how many did you have? Well, none. Well, then tell them zero. I can't do that. And I said, well, then give me the phone. <laughs> so I did it. And afterwards, she looked at me and she said, boss, are we going to be able to handle you? And I said, well, Maggie, time will tell, won't it? Time will tell. Now, I don't know of any real impact that that had on her life. Wish I could tell you that she came to know the Lord a few weeks later. Didn't happen that way. She had a heart attack on my sales floor. She survived it. She retired. That's all I know. But listen, she was confronted with a lame man who could walk. Sometimes that's all we can do, you know? Sometimes that's what you're called for. There may be somebody in your workplace, one of your friends that, from your perspective, has written you off and set you aside, but they just can't get it out of their mind. She was crippled, and now she can walk. What happened? What happened there? Everybody in Jerusalem knew about this. Everybody in Jerusalem was talking about it. They couldn't deny it. They couldn't do away with it. The Sadducees, the, the leaders, they couldn't make that go away, no matter how hard they tried to silence people about Jesus. And listen, that is so crucial for us in our age. Do you understand? It's so crucial because there is such a movement afoot in our country to silence the name of Jesus. I encounter it. I encounter it in my work as a chaplain. You can't use that name. You have to pray a non-sectarian prayer. I don't pray to a non-sectarian God. Why would I pray a non-sectarian prayer in a public setting? I, I mean, we need to be able to pray to who we pray to. And one of the wonderful things about living in the United States of America is that we're supposed to have the freedom to do that. Whenever, wherever, under whatever circumstances. But there's a shift that, you know, when you look at like the last 20, 30, 40 years, it's just, eh. For me to pray to my God, 
using his name is actually considered intolerant and insensitive. And we need to fight that with everything we have on our knees. On our knees. That's where the battle is. You understand? The battle is in the heavenlies. The battle is spiritual. Now, I'm not saying that we don't take it further than that and and be active in our world and in our country. Yes, absolutely. But the battle, the battle is spiritual and it's to be fought on our knees. We need to be aware of that. Because even if, even if the name of Jesus is virtually not heard in the public square, changed lives can't be silenced. Peter said, you know, I got to talk about it. I'm sorry. What I've seen and heard, I got to tell somebody. I love that. Is that what happens? Is that what's going on in your heart? Listen, I have to tell somebody. That's what happened to me. That's the only reason that I went into ministry. With what Jesus did in my life, I said, I got to tell somebody. I can't keep on working in a store in Warner Robins, Georgia for the rest of my life. I got to tell somebody what he's done. I didn't set out to do that from a platform, just one by one, people I work with. And I just wanted to, to be able to do that more effectively and get a little bit of training. And I thought, you know, I was going to go get a little bit of training and how to do that better in my workplace. And the next thing I know, the Lord said, no, 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 I want you to do it beyond your workplace. Are you willing to do it beyond your world? And I said, yeah, I'm willing to do that. And all of a sudden, I find myself pastoring a church in South Beach. What are you willing to be used to do? You know, Peter didn't set out. And we talked about this. I know I'm repeating myself. I'm going over some of the same stuff. But it's because it's so crucial. It's so important to understand. Peter thought he would grow up and be a fisherman like his dad and just live there in that beautiful little village called Capernaum next to the Sea of Galilee. Man, there are worse ways to spend your life. What a beautiful area. God had a bigger plan. God promoted him. God used him. You know, they, when you look back at the beginning, look back with me at verse 13, just real quickly here. These leaders, these men saw the boldness of Peter and John. That was something else they couldn't deny. All of a sudden, these uneducated, untrained men, they're looking at them and they're marveling because they're saying, what in the world is this about? couple of fishermen. These people haven't been to any of the rabbinical schools. They've not been trained in the scriptures. They've not been educated in the law. But they're speaking with boldness and passion. And they realize that they've been with Jesus. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. We need your support to continue to share God's word over the airwaves. 
please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.